here again And I thought this time it'd pass But it's always darkest before the dawn And I am holding on to that We got it wrong And it seems that they're getting more right And as the storm clouds all creep in It's getting hard to see the light But there is hope And we've got enough to go around There's a light In the darkness can be found There's a flame A beacon that's not going out There's a call We're down, we'll all go down together we'll keep up the fight through the dark and stormy weather Cause that's all we've got And we'll hold on to each other We will mend And we'll get there in the If we're down, we'll all go down. 
And that was Just Silk from the album If We're Damned. That was the title track, If We're Damned. I wasn't familiar with Just Silk until she played recently on the Isolation Fest put on by We Shall Overcome Weekend, a fundraiser in the UK. Greetings and welcome to Polyrical podcast of political music, a soundtrack for the resistance, a topical solution for the political revolution. If you want to send me a message, you can go to polyrical.com. You'll find a link there to send me a message. You'll also find a link there to recommend a song, an uh, artist, or a topic for a future episode. You'll also find some links there to make a contribution you can make a one-time or recurring contribution to keep this podcast free and independent the commoners choir has a brand new album out it is called untied kingdom if you look at that quickly or read it quickly you might misread it as united kingdom but it is in fact untied here from untied kingdom is one breath at a time Take this land in sickness and health, a country turning in on itself, too proud and scared to ask for help, and we're sinking, sinking, sinking. Round and round the worry loop, up and down the moon swings, Stuck inside a bell jar, wondering who your friends are. Round and round the worry loop, up and down the mood swings. Stuck inside a bell jar, wondering who your friends are. Simon joined a boxing gym, loads of others just like him. Desperate and angry, down the dumps and lonely. Every weekday win or lose. Place to punch away the blues Fighting for each other See who's in your corner One breath at a time One breath at a time One breath at a time Inside a bell jar, wondering who your friends are. Sarah thought but never said, conversations in her head, never found the words. She joined a book club to be heard. Now she lives from book to book, lines and letters, tale and talk. She knows how this one ends, a story told in friends. One breath at a time. Losing contact up to 
A sudden change of scenery Where the superpower is talk and tea Feed me, hug me, talk to me 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 And once again, that song was titled One Breath at a Time by Commoner's Choir. Uh, takes on an additional meaning in these days of a pandemic that uh, affects heavily the lungs and the respiratory system and uh, causes those who uh, endure the worst of it to be put onto respirators. Uh, that song and that title takes on a different meaning. The topic of the episode this episode is COVID-19 also known as coronavirus, which is the pandemic that is currently sweeping the world. And as I record this, uh, the Johns Hopkins University and Medicine site that tracks global cases, which is out of date, it will be even further out of date by the time I post this, will be even more further out of date by the time you listen to this but as of this moment that site which is at coronavirus.jhu.edu is reporting total confirmed cases worldwide of 2,273,986 and total deaths of 156,076 of those 2.2,706,000 confirmed cases are in the United States. Spain has 191,000, Italy 172, France 149, German 142, United Kingdom 115,000, and so on. Deaths in the United States, which is by far the hardest hit, are 37,084 and it's hardest hit in total numbers but that doesn't mean as a percentage of the population it is hardest hit Spain and Italy are well up on that list of hardest hit areas so many of us globally are in new situations in dealing with this 
uh, social distancing has become the norm in many places. Shelter at home to attempt to slow the spread of COVID-19. Like other viruses, COVID-19 will probably get to most of us eventually. The hope is to slow down the spread to not overwhelm our healthcare systems and reduce the number of dead and hopefully, eventually, to develop effective treatments and a vaccine to change the course of this illness. There's all kinds of things we're facing uh, from learning to work from home where we can to being unemployed where we can't. Unemployment is soaring globally as people are, uh, as businesses are not allowed to operate unless they are essential businesses. Um, in the United States, 22 million people have filed new unemployment claims over the last few weeks. Uh, with as many as 6 million in any particular week being filed. Um, when we faced the Great Recession back in 2008, the peak of unemployment claims was 500,000 in a single week. So with millions now facing zero income, the uh, life is, is not going on as usual and this is manifesting in all kinds of different ways from enormous lines at food banks to shortages at food stores empty shelves and empty shelves of basic foods in some cases empty shelves of other useful items that uh, some were afraid to be caught without. Here is David Rovix with the song, The Solution to the Toilet Paper Shortage. There's a pandemic spreading. Viruses are shedding. Much of the world is in some kind of quarantine. Folks are panic buying. In the hospitals, they're dying, and overall it is a catastrophic scene. Such a litany of probs from shortages of swabs, masks, and other essential medical supplies. But one thing that's gone missing that has everybody pissing should not determine who lives or who dies. I'm talking about toilet paper, toilet paper, a commodity that usually abounds. Toilet paper, toilet paper, what shall we do if there's none to be found? Travel for miles and miles, folks are fighting in the aisles to get their hands on another roll. Without some left to swipe, they're using paper towels and wet wipes, which are taking just a terrible toll. All across the nation, from homes to gas stations, water pipes and sewage systems clogging. It might be worth its weight in gold in some places where it's sold. Those loggers better step up their damn logging. Talking about toilet paper, toilet paper, a commodity that usually abounds. 
Toilet paper, toilet paper, what shall we do if there's none to be found? If you find you're at a loss, listen closely, boss. At least for this problem, there's a solution. As is often the case, you'll find it in a place they call the cradle of civilization. You can spray it through a hose, and if you don't have one of those, don't use your old t-shirt. Just a bottle of H2O, and you're all ready to go. Just aim and squirt. I'm talking about toilet paper, toilet paper, a commodity that usually abounds. Toilet paper, toilet paper, what shall we do if there's none to be found? Thank you to Chris Franklin for these lyrics. The world has caught a virus, so I've written you a poem. We need your help to cure it, so stay the fuck at home. And if you have got 12 kids or you're living on your own, lock it down and isolate and stay the fuck at home. If you think you're not at risk here, you're living in a dome. It spreads faster than a hooker's leg, so stay the fuck at home. I need the gym, I need the beach, I hear you bitch and moan. You need to grow a brain cell and stay the fuck at home, but I feel fine. I don't feel sick. I'll go out on my own. How thick are you, you selfish prick? Please just stay the fuck at home. From LA through to Berlin, from Wuhan through to Rome. There's people dying every day, so stay the fuck at home. If you need to contact family, use Facebook, Skype, or phone. We've got the fucking internet, so stay the fuck at home. The only way to slow it down is isolate, not roam. Please help the world get back on track and stay the fuck at home. Stay the fuck at home. Stay the fuck at home. Don't you be a fucking dick. Please stay the fuck at home. Stay the fuck at home. And that was an artist who records under the name Recording with a K. You can find that artist on YouTube. And that was the song with lyrics by Chris Franklin. Stay the fuck at home. And here is something I found on Twitter uh, posted by Leah Rose Music. Here's a quote from Arundhati Roy. Whatever it is, coronavirus has made the mighty kneel and brought the world to a halt like nothing else could. Our minds are still racing back and forth, longing for a return to normality trying to stitch our future to our past and refusing to acknowledge the rupture. But the rupture exists. And in the midst of this terrible despair, it offers us a chance to rethink the doomsday machine we have built for ourselves. Nothing could be worse than a return to normality. Historically, pandemics have forced humans to break with the past and imagine their world anew. This one is no different. It is a portal, a gateway between one world and the next. We can choose to walk through it, dragging the carcasses of our prejudice and hatred, our avarice, our databanks and dead ideas, our dead rivers and smoky skies behind us. Or we can walk through lightly, with little luggage, ready to imagine another world. 
and ready to fight for it. Here is Michael Franti and Spearhead from the album Stay Human, Volume 2, When the Sun Begins to Shine. You woke up this morning, stumbled out of bed. You turned on the TV and it messed up your head. I understand that you feel hopeless, but now think of this instead. We're all in this together. You're my friend until the end. I know that you feel lonely, but you are not alone. There's a sacred place out there. I know that we can go where we'll be wrapped inside the music. Just let it shake your bones. I promise you'll feel better by the time that we get home. Oh, when the sun begins to shine, when the sun begins to shine, we'll walk right through the darkness, out into the light. Oh, when the sun begins to shine. Social distancing 
but we still can sing send our messaging and the phone can ring with that little pain what can your heart bring and we still can sing social distancing it don't have to be game over it can be a four-leaf clover maybe next year we all can meet at the white cliffs of dover we could spend our time in wishing we don't need to hold suspicion try to keep it positition let's make it our mission social distancing but we still can sing send our messaging and the phone can ring with that little ping what can your heart bring and we still can sing social distancing while we fold our wings stay close to the ground we can spread our love around We can open up our mouths and Make that beautiful human sound I'm over here, you're over there Doesn't mean we don't care Just imagine you're out in the woods And you're a hibernating bear Social distancing but we still can sing what can your heart bring social distancing hopefully you've got some rations for your little unpaid vacation It's a time to just go local Hunker down, if not exactly a celebration You're far enough away, I guess I kinda miss you, I confess Here's hoping that you're okay Staying well, God willing, Godspeed And God bless social distancing but we still can sing Send our messaging And the phone can ring With that little pain What can your heart bring? And we still can sing Social distancing What can your heart bring?
And that was Dan Byrne with Social Distancing from the brand new album, Quarantine Me, an album that Dan Byrne has just put together while in quarantine, the proceeds from which will be donated to various uh, causes fighting the virus. Before going on one of its many annual recesses, the U.S. Congress passed three coronavirus relief bills with various purposes, the primary purpose of most being to uh, continue to move the wealth from the government to the wealthy and major corporations, Um, but with some little crumbs in there for the people, $1,200 one-time tax rebate for the people, for some of the people, if you paid taxes, uh, or fill out a special form. And if you didn't earn too much money in the past, the uh, Treasury Secretary, Steve Mnuchin, thinks that one time $1,200 tax rebate from the federal government is good for each of you all for about 10 weeks. Guess he doesn't know what bills are or uh, what rent costs or what food costs, or what having a vehicle costs, or what uh, debt is, since he's one of Trump's millionaire appointees. Here is Bernie Sanders talking about uh, one of those bills and his vote for it in his fight to maintain the extension of unemployment benefits that was added to that bill to support those individuals who are unable to work because their places of business are shut down. Mr. President, let me be very honest and tell you that there is much in this bill, and we have not yet seen the printout yet, uh, that I am concerned about. I am especially concerned uh, that the administration will be able to expend $500 billion uh, in virtually any way they want, any corporation they want, uh, with virtually no strings attached. Uh, The American people, at a time of massive income and wealth inequality, do not want more corporate welfare, uh, and they do not want policies which will allow corporations, in some cases, to receive loans or grants and then do stock buybacks to enrich their stockholders, uh, provide dividends, or or maybe raise the compensation benefits of their already wealthy CEOs. What the American people want right now is for us to use our taxpayer dollar in every way that we can to protect the working families of this country, to protect the middle class, to protect the 50% of our people who are living paycheck to paycheck. And as we speak tonight, half of our people in this country, in the richest country in the history of the world, are living paycheck to paycheck. And they wake up in the morning and they're saying, you know what, I can barely make it on the paycheck that I got because I'm making 12, 13, 14 bucks an hour, and now that paycheck has stopped. How am I going to pay my rent? How am I going to put food on the table for my kids? How am I going to make sure that the lights 
remain on? How am I going to pay my student debt? How am I going to pay my credit card debt? Somebody in the family gets sick, how am I going to pay that? Now, this bill uh, has been worked on extensively in the last few days. There are elements in it that, in my view, are positive. Don't go far enough by any means. Uh, but one of the things this bill does do is provide the largest expansion of unemployment benefits in history, expending about $250 billion of federal funds. And what it does, importantly, the bill understands that for all kinds of absurd reasons having to do with Republican attacks on workers for many years, fewer than 50 percent of American workers today are eligible for unemployment benefits. What this bill does is says, rightly so, that in the midst of this terrible economic crisis where some people, nobody knows, where some economists are estimating that by June, the end of next quarter, unemployment could be 20 or 30 percent. What this bill does say is that whether or not you are eligible for unemployment today, you're going to get unemployment compensation. And that means many of the gig workers, people who drive Uber cars, many of the waitresses and waiters who make starvation minimum wages, many so-called independent contractors, they will be eligible for the extended unemployment benefit. And that is exactly the right thing. And the other thing that this bill does, which is right, is it says, okay, we are in the midst of a horrific crisis, unprecedented in modern American history. So not only are you going to get your regular unemployment benefits, we're going to add another $600 a week to it. And now I find that some of my Republican colleagues are very distressed. They're very upset that somebody who's making 10, 12 bucks an hour might end up with a paycheck for four months more than they received last week. Oh, my God. The universe is collapsing. Imagine that. Somebody who's making 12 bucks an hour, now like the rest of us, faces an unprecedented economic crisis with the 600 bucks on top of their normal, their regular unemployment check, might be making a few bucks more for four months. Oh, my word! Will the universe survive? How absurd and wrong is that? What kind of value system is that? Meanwhile, these very same folks had no problem a couple of years ago voting for a trillion dollars in tax breaks for billionaires and large profitable corporations. Not a problem. But when it comes to low-income workers in the midst of a terrible crisis, maybe some of them earning or having more money than they previously made Oh, my word, we got to strip that out. Got to, we got to tell those poor people that no matter what, and by the way, when this bill, when the McConnell bill first came up, unbelievably, and I know many Republicans objected to this, they were saying that, well, we want to give a, whatever it was, 1000 or 1200 bucks, but poor people should get less. You see, because poor people are down here, they don't deserve, they don't eat, they don't pay rent, they don't go to the doctor, they're somehow inferior because they're poor, we're going to give them less. Well, that was addressed. Now everybody is going to get the $1,200. But some of my Republican friends still have not given up on the need to punish the poor and working people. 
You haven't raised the minimum wage in 10 years. Minimum wage should be at least 15 bucks an hour. You haven't done that. You've cut program after program after program, and now horror of horrors, for four months, workers might be earning a few bucks more than they otherwise went. Well, needless to say, this is an amendment that is coming up. I don't think it's going to go very far. And if it does go far, I will introduce an amendment to deal with the corporate welfare, the $500 billion in corporate welfare, which is, to me, a very serious problem. But I do not think they're going to get the 60 votes, and that will be the end of it. Mr. President, this bill uh, also includes uh, some $250 billion in one-time checks of $1,200 for adults and $500 for kids. Now, I have a couple of concerns there. Number one, I have believed that in the midst of this unprecedented crisis, uh, that we should make this a monthly benefit, not a one-time benefit. And depending on what happens, and I expect very much that this Congress will be reconvening because I think this coronavirus three, the bill we're on right now, is going to be uh, superseded by a coronavirus four. Because my strong guess is this does not go far enough. But the bill does include uh, a $1,200 check for adults, $500 for kids that will help in the short term. We've got to do a lot better than that. Uh, as many of you know, uh, in countries around the world, UK, uh, Denmark, other countries, the approach that they are taking, which makes sense to me, is to basically say to employers, if you keep your workers on the job, even if they're not working right now, we will pay, in the UK case, 80% of their uh, salary, other countries a bit higher. I think that is the direction we should have gone. This is a little, little bit more convoluted. Uh, but what we do do here is give $367 billion in loans to small businesses, and those loans could be forgiven if those small businesses don't lay off workers. And I think for a variety of reasons, that is exactly uh, the right thing to do. The goal right now is to stabilize the economy by telling workers that they will have their jobs when they come back, when this thing is over, and that in the meantime, they will have all or most of their income. That is my preferred uh, approach. Uh, this bill provides $150 billion to states and cities. And I can tell you that in Vermont, and I'm sure in every other state in this country, uh, states and cities are hurting because we all know there has been a major decline in tax revenue. And that is uh, uh, an important thing to do because, by the way, in the midst of this crisis, a lot of the responsibility is going to fall on local and state government. And one of the concerns of many that I have about this bill is that in the best of times, this bill requires an enormous amount of work by the federal, state, and local governments. How do you get all these unemployment checks out? How do you deal with all of these small businesses who may apply for these loans? This is hard stuff, and it becomes even more difficult when so many workers who work for local and state government are not coming into work because of the coronavirus. And one of the issues that we are going to have to focus on big time is the implementation. If anyone thinks just passing this bill, tomorrow everything is going to flow smoothly, you are terribly mistaken. This is a complicated, multifaceted bill, uh, and it is going to take an enormous amount of work to make sure that the money goes where it should go uh, in a 
cost-effective uh, way. Uh, this bill does a lot of other things as well that I think will help the American economy. So uh, to conclude, Mr. President, uh, this is not the bill that I would have written. Frankly, I don't think it's the bill that most Americans would have written. I think most Americans are very, very apprehensive that one quarter of this bill is going to go to large corporations with very little accountability. And in a political season, let me make the radical suggestion that we have a President of the United States who may end up targeting some of this money to states that he needs to win. So, uh, this bill has some good things and has some issues of real concern, but one thing we must not do is to punish low-income workers who might get a few bucks more uh, than they previously earned. Thank you very much, Mr. President. And that'll bring us to our artist of the episode. Among the many, many people who we have lost to COVID-19 is John Prine. John Prine is the artist of this episode. Here is an excerpt from an interview written by Paul Zolo, published at bluerailroad.wordpress.com. The old cliche for writers is write what you know, yet you seem to reach beyond your own personal experience often. A song like Sam Stone about a man who comes back from Vietnam a junkie. Is that someone you knew? Well, I had just gotten out of the service myself. I got drafted with about six of my best friends, and some of them got sent to Vietnam. Everyone I knew, they got back. They came back. I knew two kids I went to school with who didn't come back from Vietnam. In fact, they didn't last a week there. But my own personal friends, they all came back. But there were big changes in their lives. And there are still to this day. I remember when they first came back, whenever it seemed appropriate, I would question them about how it was there. I pretty much got the same story from everybody, that it was pretty much wait-and-see situation over there. You could be in a place in Vietnam where there seemingly wasn't much action. You weren't anywhere near the front, but it soon became evident that there was no front. There was always a front as far as if we made an invasion, or they did, and there was a battle going on, there was that. But the whole place was the front. You could be walking over to the officer's club for a drink some night and step on a mine. Or nothing would happen for six months, there wouldn't be a sound, and all of a sudden... You'd be walking around and they'd come over and bomb. And that kept you on edge, I guess, all the time. I always thought one of the great mistakes they made in the service, I don't know if they even tried to correct it with the guys coming back from the Middle East, but if they spent half the time that they do getting you ready and the intensity that they put you through in basic training for combat, if they spent half that time bringing you down and teaching you how to be a civilian, it would make a big difference. I would liken it to a person who has done prison time. They all speak of, especially if they've been in for a very long time, of how difficult it is to be back on the street, and how difficult it is to accept freedom once you get used to living incarcerated. So all my friends that were over there were affected, like I said, 
I wasn't writing about anybody specific. I made up the character of Sam Stone. Obviously, just because he rhymed with home. From the album The Singing Mailman Delivers, here is John Prine with Great Society Conflict Veterans Blues. Didn't I sing them all? What Sam did I do? Mark the TV. Bobby G. Sam Stone. Sorry, I'm going to get it. Okay. Sorry, Kyle. Oh, I'll finish up with it. Okay. You know in this key? It's a great society conflict, Veterans Blues. Sam Stone came home to his wife and family after serving in conflict overseas. And the time that he served had shattered all his nerves and left a little shrapnel in his knee. But the morphine eased the pain And the grass grew around his brain And gave him all the confidence he lacked With a purple heart and a monkey on his back There's a hole in daddy's arm Where all the money goes Jesus Christ died for nothing I suppose Little pitchers have big ears Don't stop to count the years Sweet songs never last too long On broken radios Sam Stone's welcome home Didn't last too long He went to work when he'd spent his last dime And Sammy took to stealing When he got that empty feeling For a hundred dollar habit Without overtime And the gold rolled through his veins Like a thousand railroad trains And eased his mind in the hours that he chose while the kids ran around wearing other people's clothes There's a hole in daddy's arm where all the money goes And Jesus Christ died for nothing, I suppose Little pitchers have big ears, don't stop to count the years Sweet songs never last too long on Broken radios. Sam Stone was alone when he popped his last balloon, climbing walls while sitting in a chair. Well, he played his last request while the room smelled just like death with an overdose hovering in the air but life had lost its fun and there was nothing to be done 
But trade his house that he bought on the GI Bill For a flag draped casket on a local hero's hill There's a hole in daddy's arm where all the money goes Jesus Christ died for nothing I suppose Little pitchers have big ears Don't stop to count the years Sweet songs never last too long On broken radios From their own 
jealousy and stupidity Don't equal harmony Jealousy and stupidity Don't equal harmony Texas starts his own war in Iraq. Some humans ain't human. Some people ain't kind. They lie through their teeth with their head up there behind. Open up their hearts And here's what you find Some humans ain't human Some people ain't kind from the album Fair and Square, that was Some Humans Ain't 
human. Here's an excerpt from another interview, a more recent interview. Uh, this is written by Jason Green, published at pitchfork.com. Prine and I are talking in part because he has just released his first album of new songs in 13 years. It's called The Tree of Forgiveness. And there are hints of a wry, skeptical soul reckoning with the idea of an afterlife. The final song is called When I Get to Heaven. And it paints the beyond as a place you can misbehave all you want. Fulfill every desire. Drink and eat as much as you like. And take off your wristwatch because, quote, What are you going to do with time after you've bought the farm? In the chorus, Prine smokes a cigarette nine miles long with palpable relish. If there is a heaven and I'm going there, that's the way I want it, Prine tells me, grinning. He quit smoking after his first bout with cancer in 1997, but he never lost his taste for it. Quote, I got to thinking, where am I going to have that cigarette? Well, in heaven. There couldn't be any cancer there. And why would they have no smoking signs in heaven? Prine's idea of the afterlife seems much like his view of Christianity, writ large. Pretty good, not bad, but with room for improvement. Quote, I can't really sit around and talk with people who believe that the Bible is the way it happened, because that's man-made, he says. I'm a writer, too. That's how I look at the Bible. Like, I could have written a better version than that, you know? At least a more interesting one. And then maybe more people would go to church. I could definitely do a revamp. Here is John Prine from the album John Prine. This is your flag decal won't get you into heaven anymore. Well, digesting, Reader's Digest, in the back of the dirty bookstore. Plastic flag with gum on the back Fell out on the floor Well, I picked it up and I ran outside Slapped it on my window shield And if I could see old Betsy Ross I'd tell her how good I feel But your flag cow won't get you Into heaven anymore They're already overcrowded from your dirty little war Now Jesus don't like killing No matter what the reason's for And your flag decal won't get you Into heaven anymore Well, I went to the bank this morning And the cashier said to me if you join the Christmas club, we'll give you ten of them flags for free. Well, I didn't mess around a bit. I took him up on what he said. And I stuck them stickers all over my car. And one on my wife's forehead. But your flag cow won't get you into heaven anymore. They're already overcrowded from your dirty now Jesus don't like killing No matter what the reason's for And your flag cow won't get you Into heaven anymore Well I got my wind 
windshield so filled with flags I couldn't see. So I ran the car upside a curb, right into a tree. By the time they got a doctor down, I was already dead. And I'll never understand why the man standing in the pearly gate said, But your flag decal won't get you into heaven anymore. We're already overcrowded from your dirty little war. Now Jesus don't like killing, no matter what the reason's for. And your flag decal won't get you into heaven anymore. Like Lucky LaRue Got my hand in my pocket Thinking about you I ain't a hurting nobody I ain't a hurting no one There's 300 men In the state of Tennessee They're waiting to die They won't never be free I ain't hurting nobody I ain't a hurting no one Six million seven hundred thousand And thirty-three lights on You'd think someone could take the time To sit down and listen to the words of my song At the beach in Indiana I was nine years old Heard a little Richard singing Tutti Frutti from the top of a telephone pole I wasn't hurting nobody I wasn't hurting no one There's roosters laying chickens And chickens laying eggs Farm machinery eating people's arms and legs I ain't hurting nobody Crafted popular hit songs Never use the wrong rhyme You'd think that waitress Could get my order right The first time Back steps, just shucking that corn. That gal's been grinning since the day she was born. She ain't hurting nobody. She ain't hurting no one. I used to live in Chicago, where the cold wind blows. I delivered more junk mail than the junkyard would hold. I wasn't hurting nobody. I wasn't hurting no one 
walking down the street like Lucky LaRue. Got my hand in my pocket, baby, thinking about you. I ain't a hurting nobody. I ain't a hurting no one. And that was from the album Lost Dogs and Missed Blessings, Ain't Hurtin' Nobody. The passing of John Prine did hurt a lot of folks. But here's uh, one more quote from that interview at Pitchfork.com. Quote, I guess I just process death differently than some folks. Realizing you're not going to see that person again is always the most difficult part about it. But that feeling settles. And then you're glad you had that person in your life. And then the happiness and the sadness get all swirled up inside you. And then you're this great awful candy bar walking around in a pair of shoes. Rest in peace, John Prine. Here is Beans on Toast from the album Writing on the Wall. This is Oil. I saw a documentary that said that pretty soon We'll take the last of the oil from the well I'm not talking about America or Saudi Arabia I'm talking about the oceans and everything surrounding them We wrapped it up and barreled it and used every last drop There's not a substance in the world that can replace this stuff We need it to make plastic, petrol and energy The world will be pretty different if we don't have electricity and pretty soon the planes won't be able to fly There'll be nothing to put in the car that you drive You won't be able to use your mobile phone Not that there'd be anyone to call Oh, 
cost the police, they all stop working When they stop getting paid In fact it feels like everybody done exactly the same Cause no one fixed the sewers and the hospitals are shut The supermarket's empty and the food is running out Every inch of our economy has fallen to collapse And believe it or not, violence erupts and only the strongest will survive And most of the world's population will die Maybe, baby, right now we've got more than we need Pretty soon we won't have anything at all Pretty soon we won't have anything at all And that will just about wrap up this episode of Polyrical. Remember, you can check out all the back episodes at polyrical.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Polyrical. You can listen to back episodes of this and all my other podcasts uh, playing constantly on Twitch at twitch.tv slash unrelated things. Here's another artist I discovered at the Isolation Fest put on by We Shall Overcome Weekend. This is EFA Supertramp. This is from an album that I cannot even remotely imagine that I will correctly pronounce because I'm pretty sure it's written in Welsh. But here's a here's me giving it a shot. Ridded e Freudwid. If you didn't catch that from my pronunciation, I will spell it for you so you can find it. Uh, I'm sure you'll find it by searching for EFA Supertramp, but it is R-H-Y-D-D-I-D-Y-W-Y-F-R-E-U-D-D-W-Y-D. And the track is called The Real Blank Generation. Thanks for listening. program contains flash cars, big watches and false boobs. The tans you see might be fake, but the people are all real. Although some of what they do has been set up purely for your entertainment. My generation means nothing to me. Lost in a vortex of apathy. Watching Johnny Rotten sell butter on TV. Iggy Pop sells insurance and I see. Nothing means anything and we're all fucked anyway, yeah We've all got bills to pay and we're all fucked anyway This is the real blank generation, yeah This is the real blank generation, wow Apathy is fashionable and everything's disposable Apathy is fashionable and everything's disposable, sure What choice do we have? Apart from too much choice in every single shop and a career in marketing, retail or business. They'll take away our youth from us and sell it back at a price. And when we're old, they'll sell us. 
cream to stop us looking old This is the real Blank generation, yeah This is the real Blank generation, wow Apathy is fashionable And everything's disposable Apathy is fashionable And everything's disposable Show me something That can't be sold Show me something new Cause this is getting old, yeah You show me what you found And I feel lost in a rage Something new to wear That costs half your weekly wage And I know you want to feel beautiful You've been working hard all week But you are not ugly, no Society is This is the real To help them sell their shit Because everything's a product You are no exception We live in a world which measures success by numbers But I stopped counting a while ago Let's stop counting and stop competing Stop counting Stop competing Stop counting your money Stop competing with each other This is the real Show me